Hello friends, welcome to the Energy Report on the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. This is actually the 48th Energy Report that I've done uh, in 2020. I can't believe that it's the last uh, report of the year. I can't believe how much we've experienced during this intense time. But with pure resilience of spirit, we've kept going. And I just want to thank all of you who've supported me via the Energy Report during this time. Uh, From those of you who sent Venmo donations to the monthly patrons uh, via Patreon. Uh, Those of you who purchased and supported my music this year um, or shared any of my offerings with others. Thank you all so much for your support and your care. I appreciate it. You know, I have found the symbolic and philosophical information of the stars to be incredibly grounding during this time. There's many special synchronicities to be found when we study and listen to the other consciousnesses uh, that are available to us in our extended universe. Um, You know, there's a lot of information there when we tune in that is actually very helpful, helps to bring peace to our um, experience. For me, it gives uh, the present moment meaning, and in a life that's really short and small, it's really all we can look to is the meaning that we give life from moment to moment. And sometimes it can be a struggle to find that meaning, but it is always there. And that's why I've been, I really appreciate doing these reports because it reminds me of the meaning. It act, And it also, you know, it makes me look for the meaning. It makes me uh, be more observant and discerning and see multiple sides of anything. Um, so I find it to be incredibly grounding and I've really appreciated being able to do these reports during this year. No matter how your year went, Um, and how much pain you may have been in and difficulty and change, you know, your life experience and your growth is so important. And I'm so grateful for all that you've pushed through this year as we, as we push through the density of life on earth, you know, trying as hard as it might be to bring more ethereal light into form. We are actually living our purpose by doing so. Our purpose here is to live our lives, to survive, to question, to evolve, to choose for ourselves, to create, to love. And I am so eternally grateful for the lovers and the rebels and those who are willing to remain open, to explore finding more compassionate ways of moving through this life for ourselves and for others. And I know that as I, as I say this to you, you know, you're part of that. And so I, I offer so uh, much gratitude. I thank you for that. Onward we go. Hello, 2021. What magic are you going to hold for us? So I'm going to sit and do a big report on the year after I've kind of really sat with the energy and looked at it. Um, it takes time to cultivate that. And with the with Mercury and Capricorn right now, it's not happening for me. <laughs> uh, my Mercury is in a fire sign, and um, I do find it to be kind of difficult to uh, to create communication verbally when the uh when our um collective energy is in an earthy sign um so 
I am going to wait to do that until it feels really ready, really uh, cohesive for me and flowy. Uh, probably be late January or early February. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to continue with the weekly reports, um, except that I'm meant to have my wisdom teeth pulled the second week of January, so I probably won't have a report out that week. Uh, but I have had recently a conversation with friend and fellow practitioner Jess Holsworth, and I'm going to put that out instead. So I'm wishing you all a healthy transition into the new year. Um, you know, just take good care of yourself. <laughs> you know, um, I would just really ease into it and let's see what happens. Um, I don't know that I uh, really make any kind of resolutions or anything like that um, because what the full moons and new moons and, you know, I've been teaching full moon, new moon and, and leading those kind of classes for about seven years now. And what that taught me to do was to really set intentions uh, regularly and release regularly, you know. Um, so fortunately, we actually are going into this new year on a full moon um, so there is an opportunity for release. There's a big opportunity for release this week, um, and introspection. Um, but you know, I think that what this year has taught us is that, um, <laughs> our expectations, you know, can really be wrong <laughs> about how a year is going to go. I know that for me personally, I know everybody feels this way that, uh, sorry for all my yawning. It's quite early in the morning, uh, as I'm recording this, um, uh, this year, you know, I thought it was going to look so much different. I mean, I did and I didn't cause like, I actually looking back at like things I wrote in the beginning of the year, I think that, I think that we kind of knew that there was going to be some big changes. We definitely did. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment too. Uh, we knew that big changes were coming up, but you know how, that like, that like, uh, idealistic human spirit, it always wants to be like, yeah, but like my year's going to be really cool. And like, you know, I was like really excited for this like exuberant summer that I thought I was going to have. And, you know, this new business, uh, that I opened and, um, well, nothing turned out the way, uh, that I thought it would, but I got exactly what I needed. Um, from the experience this year. And I think that's true for us all the time. I think we're getting exactly what we need, you know, whether it's a really a happy, jubilant time or it's a difficult time. Um, I think we're still, you know, we're going to, as humans, we're going to garner exactly what we need from moment to moment to keep the evolutionary process going. Um, it's not reward or punishment based, you know, we're just, we are really incredible beings and we have this ability to survive and get through. And I think that, um, this year, you know, people have just shown just incredible fortitude. Um, so as we move into the new year, new year, um, you know, uh, when I look at astrology, I, I don't, I, I think that there are major shifts that happen, right? Um, I don't think it's linear, like how, uh, we've, we've, our concept of time is, 
Um, I definitely think there's a numerical shift that happens, right? So I think numbers are symbols and the numbers we give to time and all of that, uh, that, that form of consciousness for human beings. I think that there is a shift that's going to happen as we move uh, from the four into the five energy. So from 2020 into the 2021, uh, we've spoken a lot about five recently, five being a number of freedom and independence, very, very much in alignment with the Aquarian shift that we've been, that we've moved into. So I do think there is a shift there. And I think that there are major shifts like as we transition into the winter, you know, solstice, the summer solstice, like all of that, I think those are our major shifts. Um, I think that in terms of a new year, new year, um, when we uh, finish wrapping up the lessons of this year in uh, March, right, as we move into Aries, that's actually the new year for us. Um, so interestingly enough, here in America, uh, when, when we went into quarantine, it was around the 15th of March. So it really hasn't been a full year transition yet for us in this sort of like very interesting pandemic year. So I think that we've not really seen the energy come full circle yet, even though we are heading into a new year into 2021. Uh, we have a few months left to go. And this is an important time. Winter is important for us. Or, you know, not everybody is, is uh, in the Western Hemisphere, but our seasons are incredibly important because they are times when we do different kind of um, energetic work for ourselves. So this winter period is very important for introspection. Even though you might feel like you've been doing introspection all year, when we are actually in flow with nature, though, you know, we still need to stay in flow with nature. Nature right now is quiet. It is um, full of growth, full of growth, but it's not happening on the surface. You know, um, it's happening deep deep in the recesses. Um, it's happening through a, a wonderful, deep uh, rest. And so we're called to do that too. And this week, you know, is no different. So this is the energy report for December 28th to January the 3rd. The theme this week is, I surrender into my aloneness. I am wonderful company to myself. The tarot card I pulled was the hermit. This card is really just about it's about spiritual study. You know, it's about being in a dark place, um, with, you know, only guided by, you know, your own lantern. Um, the answers we seek cannot be found in the external world, but within ourselves. So this card says we're probably in for some introspection this week, but this is the season for introspection. You know, you might need to be alone with some peace and quiet, especially if there was a lot of hectic stuff around the holidays. And I'm sure there was. I'm sure it was hectic to tell your families that you couldn't come and visit them, you know, uh, if they wanted you to. Or if you did visit your family and there was a lot of fear around that. Um, or just even if you visited with family via Zoom or something, just it's it's been difficult. It's hard to connect with lots of different people and coordinating and all of that. There's a lot of stress. There's financial stress right now. So 
this is really saying, whoa, take some time to, you know, be peace and quiet for yourself. One of the things that I've chosen to do in my life, and I say chosen even though when I was, in, in many ways, um, I... I guess I've really felt orphaned by my family when I was younger. And I don't think I, I, I wasn't consciously choosing that. Um, that was the experience that I had, but as an adult, I have consciously chosen to surrender to my aloneness. Um, so when I was younger, I used to try to fix that being orphaned by being in relationships and by trying to create some sort of a family that I never had before with partners or, you know, an idea of like having children and marriage and things like that. I thought that that might fix the pain that I felt from feeling orphaned from my family. Um, but as I became an adult, as I became, um, deeper in my own, um, healing path, um, I've really chosen to surrender to my aloneness. Um, I've chosen to be single, uh, many times I've chosen to, um, really live an independent life, um, because I don't see it as a punishment. I see it as something to embrace and I understand it as being something that's been absolutely necessary for me to be who I really am. You know, um, so I am a social person and my life is totally blessed with lots of friends and lovers and partners and, you know, wonderful people I've met through the years and worked with. Um, but ultimately I know that I am truly satiated and empowered when I'm connected to myself. And, and that has meant sacrificing instant gratifications you know, and just being with my own company. So learning the difference between, um, you know, something that feels like it honors that connection to self and something that maybe takes away from it. So if I'm caretaking someone else or, or, or there's not, or that per, or I'm with somebody, maybe I'm dating someone who's not able to take care of themselves in a way that I'm able to take care of myself you know, those are signals to me that, um, it's, you know, best to be independent over just being in any relationship for the sake of being in relationship. Um, and I, that works for me, that works for me. And it doesn't mean I don't crave or, you know, the comfort of others or, you know, uh, connection to others it doesn't mean that I never feel lonely. But it just means that I have found that true nourishment comes from the company I keep with myself and the answers that come from inside of me rather than an external place. And, you know, it's a choice you have to make to be satiated by your own aloneness. You have to really choose to see your life not as a punishment, but as exactly what works for you and what you need. Um, and that is a, a you know perspective is really, uh, our choice from moment to moment. I know in my life that I can trust myself, that I've got my own back. And that gives me great confidence to move through my life, 
you know, with grace and ease. And it's because I honor my aloneness because I really have sank into it. And, um, instead of, uh, using relationships and, and things like that, as I did in the past to satiate my needs, um, I have met my own needs and that has really, uh, helped me to feel less fear in the world. So this week, you know, we're being asked to honor our aloneness, to choose it. Even in relationship with other people, you can still choose to honor what you need, your own, you know, internal experience. So this week, we're being asked to choose ourself and to choose um, to dig deep for that light in the dark uh, that's only going to come through our own consciousness. So this week, um, two major things going on. Tuesday the 29th, we've got a full moon in Cancer. Interestingly enough, the first full moon of 2020 on January the 10th was a full moon eclipse in Cancer. So we've got, we're starting and finishing the year with this beautiful mother energy. So we've come, you know, like so far in this energy. The moon is at home in the truly feminine energy of cancer. This is the place where it is most comfortable. Full moons are points of release. They complete an emotional story. What an emotional story this year has been so far. In 2020, we've moved closer to the activation of our divine feminine rising, not just for women, but for the feminine energy of feeling, being, receiving, creating, and evolving in all of us. And like actual birth, evolutionary birth, it's chaotic and uncharted and dangerous. And no birth is the same from person to person. All bring along both excitement and reward, you know, the baby at the end, but also peril. Um, At the beginning of the year, I concluded that that full moon eclipse on the same day that Uranus turned direct, that it would signal massive change in how we take care of ourselves and one another in regards to real comfort and nurturance. And we saw that this year. We saw many choosing to protect others. And conversely, we saw true selfishness born from the deep wounding that a lack of connection to the divine feminine really uh, perpetuates. So cancer energy and it's positive, it's about being the mother we always needed and being an example of exquisite mothering in the world, nurturing and supporting ourselves and others and taking the lead in helping. Those are qualities of this sign. We also connect more with uh, our feelings, noticing and validating our feelings as well as honestly disclosing them to others and any insecurities we may have. Those are all also points to remember for this energy, um, as well as needing to remember that we can delegate and ask for support too. We don't have to do it all on our own. The shadow side of this energy is needing to control out of fear uh, of being vulnerable. So trying to control all the events so that you don't need to show your vulnerability. Um, It could be compulsively taking charge or feeling responsible for everything and everyone. Some like, you know, victimized martyrdom uh, complexes there. Hiding feelings and fears and then seeing them coming out in negative ways can be a shadow aspect. People pleasing and taking care of the feelings of others while neglecting your own. So since this is a point of release emotionally, there's some things to remember for this full moon. 
Number one, taking care of others who don't help themselves is a form of enabling and it's actually perpetuating another's suffering along with your own. Don't usurp the responsibilities of others through your being controlling, you're trying to control. Unless you're invited to help and the other person is willing to do the work for themselves with your support. So we've got to stop being a martyr or the savior um, for others. Okay, oh, if I don't do it, they're going to die. Well, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And when we don't let other people take care of themselves, we don't let them live their purpose. We don't let them truly live their experience. And we're actually bypassing our own responsibilities. Now, if somebody asks you for support, like my clients, they come and they invest something, right? They invest in support of me and they invest in support of themselves. And I'm invested in both of those things. So the energy works. So that we're able to support each other. We're responsible to our roles there. But when we take care of other people, especially family members or friends or lovers who are not doing the work for themselves, we are actually perpetuating their own suffering. And that's something we really have to get clear on. Number two, it's never going to feel safe enough or comfortable enough to be vulnerable, but we have to do it anyway. Okay, it's never going to feel good to say, I feel unworthy, I feel unhappy, I, I, I have these needs that need to be met. We're never going to be like, oh, this is wonderful, I'm just going to go ahead and shout it from the rooftops. You know, um, when we feel vulnerable, it's a risk. It's a risk to share that with others. And confidence comes from the results of taking those risks. So you're not going to feel safe or comfortable enough uh, in your vulnerability. Okay, like you're, you're going to feel vulnerable. That doesn't mean, I guess what I'm saying is if you're waiting for a time to share your vulnerabilities when you feel more courageous, um, at times probably not going to come. Okay. Cause like you're just going to have to push through and share your vulnerabilities and take a risk. It's kind of like sometimes when people want to leave their job, but they, they think that if they have something else lined up, then that'll make them want to leave their job. You know, most of the time that's just not how it works. You know, sometimes you just have to say no to what you need to say no to, to bring in new avenues. And so this is kind of similar in that, like, it's never going to feel totally okay to be vulnerable. Um, it can do after the fact, right? After the fact, you can go, oh, you know what, that wasn't so bad, or that actually feels really enriching to me to have that experience of sharing my vulnerabilities with others, sharing my needs and wants and desires with others and feeling seen and heard. Um, don't wait for it to come. Don't wait for that relief to come before you've actually taken the risk though. Jeez, I told you, I told y'all like I, I have a real hard time <laughs> with communicating, uh, during this Mercury and uh, Capricorn. I don't feel very eloquent today. All right. So again, confidence in being vulnerable comes from the results of taking those risks have courage. 
Three, we've got to acknowledge insecurities and share the truth about ourselves with others. That's kind of part of like the last one too. This is going to give you more peace as you're not going to be spending as much time on suppressing your feelings or on the resentments that come from not feeling seen or heard. So we got to acknowledge the truth about ourselves and share that with others. And yeah, that comes, that's along with um, being vulnerable, taking the risk to be vulnerable. Um, but there's so many of us that are just like suppressing what's really going on for us, how we really feel. We're not saying what we really feel. We're afraid of how other people will react. Um, we probably have had bad experiences with other people's reactions. You know, other people's reactions are not our problem. Like that's up to them. Their feelings are their own, how they manage how they, their perspective is their own. We still need to be able to express who we truly are. Um, and you know, with this cancer energy, like there's a passive aggressiveness sometimes as a shadow, you know, don't think that people can read your mind. They can't, they're, they're probably involved in their own life and their own experience. Um, you have to express who you are and what you need um, and what you're feeling with others. And if they can't meet your needs, that's okay too. You know, we also have to be willing to see that truth and to move forward in our lives. Um, next, it's a huge gift to be able to nurture others, but we do need to consider the mutual exchange. When the energy doesn't go both ways, you're subjecting yourself to energy leakage or vampirism. So this is something to really be paying attention to right now because we don't have a lot of additional energy to give. We're all kind of burnt out. So we really need to make sure that like we're checking in with ourselves. Like, do I have the energy for this? And is there an even exchange? Even if you're just tapping into it, um, sometimes when certain people call me, uh, I won't answer the phone if I don't have the energy. And sometimes I will. You know, and I have to tap into that uh, exchange. And I'm talking about friends and acquaintances here. But I have to really tap into the energy of exchange, you know, before I do it. And I have to go, hmm, like how, what is this really feeling like to me? And if it feels like a no, then I, then I don't do it. And I also don't feel bad about it, you know, because we can only do what we have energy to do right now. Um, and, and really paying attention to that inner yes or no is, is, um, that's the intuition, you know, if, if something doesn't feel like a yes, it probably isn't, you know, if you don't have that internal, mm, this feels good, but it's not like a yes, emotional reaction. It's like a yes, this is cool. You know, it's, it's more peaceful than that. So we need to be really tapping in with, what those sensations feel like in the body. And, uh, and that's how we know what the exchange is. You know, we can sense in the body if we dr feel drained or like, oh no, like this doesn't feel good. And we really need to listen to that because that's a form of nurturing ourselves, and it's a form of nurturing others. And that's the way that we know if we're taking on the responsibilities of others is if we feel real drained afterward, you know, we're giving permission to vampirism. Um, we're participating in it. So paying attention to the exchange and those inner sensations that tell us 
whether or not to exchange with others. Um, next, take care of yourself first, always. You know, putting your own oxygen mask on first. It's not selfish. How can you help anyone else if you don't have vital life force energy you need to do so? You know, we all have to be taking care of ourselves first and foremost. And as well as if you have children, obviously children require a lot more hands-on care. But something that you're teaching your children is how they can take care of themselves. You know, how to be adults that love themselves and um, are able to manage self-care in a really Uh, in a way that really honors them. And they learn that through example, not through the way that you do things for them, but they learn it through the way that you do things for yourself, how you take care of yourself. If they see you loving yourself, being really kind and compassionate to yourself, that's how they're going to learn how to participate in that for themselves too. All right. So, um, I know a lot of these are kind of (laughs) similar. When I write my outlines, I guess I don't realize how much uh, I'm repeating stuff. Uh, The next thing is it's okay to say no if you're not feeling right about something. You know, the intuition is not rational and it doesn't need to be fully understood by your intelligence to be able to be trusted and followed through on. Um, Follow those feelings, you know, Uh, and cancer, moon and cancer is going to really give you a cohesive... um, window into what's really going on, like how you really feel about stuff. It's as at home in our feelings and feminine energy as we could ever ask to be. So if you're not feeling right about something, don't wait for, you know, it to be rationalized or understood by the mind. You have to really follow those feelings and trust in that sensory intelligence anyway. And, you know, maybe down the line, it'll be validated by your intelligence or validated by rationale. Uh, But you can't wait for that. Sometimes you just need to trust yourself, trust in that feeling. Um, Lastly, you know, something that this full moon is helping us to access is that our true home is always going to be the peace that we access inside of ourselves. You know, um, it's it's like the crab. You know, the crab is the sign of cancer. I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer sun and Mars in cancer. And we kind of carry our home on our backs, right? Like we carry it everywhere we go when you're a little crabby. Um, and you kind of tuck up into that little home uh, and that little place of protection and safety and nourishment uh, when you need to. And that's true for all of us. This is something this full moon is helping us to access. That true home is is always going to be the place we access inside of ourselves. So cultivating time. And uh, that's why meditation is so important. It's really just letting inhabiting your body as your true home as a place of peace. Um, And so this full moon is helping us to access more of that. Uh, And, and, you know, maybe that's something that you choose to do through this new year is some deep meditation Um, you know, maybe it is about like just really being honoring your home as your temple and, uh, honoring your body as your, as your care, physical carrier and temple. And maybe some of the rituals you do around this new year are just to do with those self-care, self-nurturance, um, routines. Um, it can be simple. 
the next thing I want to talk about this uh, week is Friday on the 1st of January. Venus is going to conjunct the south node, and they're both in Sagittarius. So continuing the theme of release, as I've spoken to in my reports lately, the south node represents what we are, as a collective, karmically being asked to shed away. So our our karmic history as a collective consciousness, we are now all shedding away the shadow aspects of Sagittarius. So you have a truth and I have a truth, but there is also a higher truth. Um, just because you have a truth and I have a truth doesn't mean that one is more true than the other. There can be many truths within a lie and many lies within a truth. So truth is very, very subjective to perspective and experience. And um, the higher truth is one that incorporates all truth. So we've, we need to open our minds. And as a collective, we need to open our fucking collective mind. Um, we've got to allow for more information to come through. We've got to let go of only seeing through whatever version is right in front of us. Um, we have become closed. We have become separate and separation has led to a lot of suffering. So we can't just be here to see our own truth because that is how we become separate. We have to be here to see a higher truth and to connect with all of those truths and see the truth in all of it. We're seeing narcissism and self narcissism. <laughs> I just created a new word. We're seeing narcissism and self-righteousness to an incredible degree right now. You know, we're seeing common sense and reasoning being thrown out the window and manipulation for personal gain being the ruler of our time. Um, as a collective, our values and our beliefs they're not cohesive at all. It is a fucking mess. You know, it's an absolute mess. I think of like Christianity, you know, what a fucking mess Christianity is. It's so far away from the values of, you know, Jesus or Christ consciousness as a way shower, unconditional love, compassion, like, whoa, you know, like how far could it really be, or could we really be from that? You know, we have Christian groups that like allow for children to be kept in cages. You know, it's like, it's insane. And I'm not speaking to all Christians here, but the idea of this as a group, um, it's a mess. You know, we're not connected to values and beliefs. I don't think Christianity is connected to their values and their beliefs, ultimately. You know, I think we've gotten really far away from human values and human uh, and a human worthiness and human dignity. Um, and maybe that it's such a mess is what we need to create autonomy in our thinking. Maybe it doesn't help us to have these mass ideas, you know, these mass religious ideas and ideologies. Maybe we need to start thinking and feeling for ourselves with confidence so that our co-creative abilities contain the power needed to create beauty again in the world and kindness and compassion. So Venus is what we value. It's how we love. It's what we need to feel loved. And as it conjuncts this, this karmic energy, this south node, 
this energy we need to release. We are being asked to release oppressive ideas and beliefs that are hindering us from loving one another the way that we truly need to. If an idea or a belief system creates fear or an identity of separation, it is a form of violence and it perpetuates suffering. So we're all accountable. I'm accountable to shifting those forms of violence from within me and we all have them and you're accountable to that in you. All is oneness. We are all connected and to acknowledge this and to live in accordance with this is really to be a force of truth in the world. So friends, this is, uh, this is a very, um, this is a, an introspective and feeling weak, you know, and it's, um, we've come a long way and you can honor that by really being so restful and so nurturing to yourself. You deserve it. I'm sending you all a big love, a big hug and a lot of love, and I'm wishing you a peaceful new year. And, uh, I'm so grateful for you all. Thank you so much for your participation in this life. And I look forward to uh, continuing to connect with you into 2021. Lots of love.